0: Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hi you guys, welcome back. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> welcome to our services.
1: Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm very sorry to say we don't have my adorable boyfriend on this week and his cute little accent who... My friends who know him, who are also British, when I posted that on my Instagram story, sent me a message and were like, "I roll. Like, his accent's not that great. And, like, I'm British as well. And I was like, haters. I love his little sexy British accent. (laughs) So you guys got to meet him. And I'm very happy that he was on the show. And he had a great time. So thanks to everyone who listened. And he's, like, already planning for next episodes, Katie. He's like, oh, I have another idea for an episode I can be on. Which, I wanted to get your opinion. Uh Uh-huh. What do you think? And, listeners, this is for you guys as well. So, Greg is a very um, research-based historian. Like, that's, that's how his brain works. So, have this as the background. So, he's, like... When he approaches religion and this whole experience, he approaches it though with that set of, like, lens on or filter. Um, so he was like, it'd be a really good episode if I were to read the Book of Mormon and then we have a discussion about, like, the notes that I've made. That would be really good. He should right?
0: get through it. It's boring, but probably with his historian lens, he's probably going to be like, what? the hell.
1: <laughs> I know, which I think would be so interesting, because I've I've never talked to someone who's read the Book of Mormon, um, not as an ex-Mormon. Like someone yeah. who's just read it for a historical or to, to prove it, to disprove it, basically, or to just pull out the factual inaccuracies in the Book of Mormon. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be a really interesting episode. But let me guys, yeah, let us know if you if you fancy that, as those Brits would say, if you'd fancy you, it on that. Do you
0: still have your
1: Book of Mormon? I do. We were sorting out the apartment last weekend because um, we were, like, getting ready for him to move in and stuff. And um, I pulled out my Book of Mormon. And I was like, good thing I didn't toss this away. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, he's like, we can do an episode. I'll read it, do an episode on it, and then we can have, like, a burning ceremony for it. And I was like, yes. oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's <laughs> I'm our part for
0: it. I'm here for it. <laughs>
1: awesome. Um, well, yeah, so, any, any announcements? Yes, we
0: have n- a new patron, Megan. Hello, Megan. Thank you for joining us on Patreon. And we have two existing patrons that edited their pledge. Uh, so that's. Both Linda and Lindsay, thank you so much for doing that. We actually just barely, Sarah and I, just right before this, we recorded a special episode for patrons, which (laughs) was interesting.
1: (gasps) Guys, it was so good. I'm not going to lie. It was like. Bark, it set the tone for this episode, and I apologize in advance. I still have the church giggles. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> so throughout this episode, just bear with me and my cackling, because I can't get it out. It's just, yeah.
0: Yeah, we get we get pretty personal over there on Patreon. So thank you so much to you all for supporting us on Patreon. If you want to join us, it's patreon.com slash Um, Yeah, and that's... That's all the new uh, information I have f- for announcement
1: wise. So, um, oh, yeah. good, good, good. I do, and we don't have to do this every episode, but I kind of like the idea of obviously like, um, giving shout outs to. Um, other podcasters or books that people that maybe we suggest or TV shows or whatever, you know, just a little corner where you can be like, I watched this or I listened to this or I read this or, um, I bought some artwork from blah, blah, blah. Like I love hearing that stuff. Cause that's how I hear about good stuff. <laughs> like where I'm like, Oh, now I'm going to go read this or watch that. So long story short and me walking around in circles just to say, <laughs> I found some good stuff this week that I was hilarious excited about and I wanted to share. Um, So I know I'm super behind the times because A, I live in Germany and anything that's like produced in the States, which is like Hollywood and everything, I'm so far behind on what's going on. But I just watched Little Fires Everywhere on Amazon. That's on my list, actually. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's so good. Maybe I'm I'm being biased, but the, the three different narratives that they have in the show, and especially as you know the main focus—not the main focus, but one of the the prominent characters—is Reese Witherspoon and her family. And it's from you know you see a white prestigious family, and as a white person looking in, it's like whoa. I did this and this and like, I could see myself doing this. So it's, it's very interesting to, to flip it a bit. And it's, it's in your face, but also in a subtle way, if mm. that makes sense. Um, And it's, I don't know, I loved it. I laughed, I cried. And it's also, it's set in the late nineties, which is just such a good little like throwback for those of us who grew up in the nineties. It's like uh-huh. nostalgia all over it. It's just great. So definitely recommend it. And Carrie Washington is a badass. She's incredible. She does such a great job. Um, so yeah, watch it. I'm, I feel like I'm setting expectations way too high because I need to like lower them so that you guys are happy and like pleasantly surprised and not like your expectations weren't met. But I loved it. Um, and speaking of that, I haven't listened to this podcast uh, episode yet, but there's I know I talk about her all the time, but Brene Brown is like one of my favorite people, but she's after Oprah and <laughs> she has a podcast called Unlocking Us. Mm-hmm. And after this recording, I'm going to take a little bath and listen to this episode where she talks with the author of Little Fires Everywhere, Celeste don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's NG. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. so you can listen to that. And then the, Third recommendation I have, I'm putting it out there for all those listeners who are like, hurry the fuck up. Slow down, because you will want to listen to this. I talk Mm -hmm. about her all the time as well. I think it's really great. Um, Jamila Jamil. She has a Mm -hmm. podcast called I Weigh, and it's brilliant. Um, So relatable, and especially for men and women who have grown up in any type of experience where you felt like you weren't worthy so whether it's you know from your body image from societal expectations religious blah 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 it's it's just really great and I highly suggest those who listen to our podcast I think you'll really like this podcast as well so there you go those are my three recommendations
0: good recommendations I watched um Circus of Books on Netflix oh me too that was really good I liked that so I would recommend that if yeah need it if you like documentaries it's a
1: good very good
0: yeah okay well today for our topic we both Sarah and I were a bit um, busy and had a lot of stuff going on this last week so we decided that I would just pick a general conference talk and I'm going to read it and we're going to react in real time with you all here So, (laughs) oh boy, are you ready, Sarah? I don't know if you're ready for this. I don't
1: know if I'm ready.
0: Okay, so this one comes from our mortal enemy, Dallin H. Oaks. (laughs) Uh. I don't know if it gets any worse than him, honestly. I just think he's the worst, but Uh. um, that's why it makes reading these things extra good, because I get very mad. Um, so I'm just going to jump right in. Um, I'm not even going to tell you the title. I'm just going to let you listen
1: to this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: Get comfortable. Wow. The church is true. Wow. The
1: church is true. Oh man.
0: You guys. All right. Okay. He says, last summer... Sister Oaks and I returned from 2 years in the Philippines. We loved our service there and we loved returning home. When we have been away, we see our surroundings in a new light with increased appreciation and sometimes with new concerns. So what he's talking about there if you've never been Mormon is that he and his wife went on a mission to the Philippines and he I guess wants us to pat him on the back for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which I also want to point out for people who didn't grow up Mormon or maybe grew up inactive. This is like you go on a mission when you're older and as a couple, if you're rich and have the funds yeah. to do it. So it's only ever white people like white, white yeah. people from Utah or Arizona or California who have so much money, they don't know what to do with it. So they're like, I'm going to get on a mission and serve these like really poor people and feel good about myself. Like white
0: savior complex. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, they'll go, like we've
0: said before, like when they're young, 18 and 19 years old, uh, men and women can too if they want, but whatever, they're supposed to get married. (laughs) And then you can go as a couple
1: when you're old and if you're rich. So, yeah, because you have to be able to finance your entire trip. Plus, like obviously pay for whatever bills you have going on when you leave too. Yeah.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So they come back and he says this, we were concerned to see the inroads pornography had made in the United States while we were away. (laughs) For (laughs) For many years, our church leaders have warned against the dangers of images and words intended to arouse sexual desires. Now the corrupting influence of pornography produced and disseminated for commercial gain is sweeping over our society like an avalanche of evil.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Calm down, Oaks.
0: (laughs) Images and words intended to arouse sexual desires. I just think that's so funny. Like... (laughs) <laughs> as if we're not just like people aren't just sexually aroused by each other. It's like no, exactly,
1: whatever. and it's some. It's so naive as well because oftentimes for women, porn not oftentimes, but for me, I guess I'll speak to me. Like porn was not really for arousal, it was more of like curiosity. Like <laughs> and oh, sometimes, and sometimes
0: education because you don't yeah know yeah for happening. sure.
1: It's just, which is a sad part is that you definitely shouldn't receive your sex education from pornography. Um, Cause it sets some unrealistic expectations, but yeah, yeah, like when I left, it was like, I watched it. Cause of course some of it was like great. And it did arouse me, but some I hate using that word arouse. It <laughs> did uh, get me hot and bothered, but some of it, I was like, it was literally just educational. <laughs> like, yeah. Like to what see what the heck
0: that you're sometimes? supposed to do. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I think
0: it's, it's very, yeah extreme of him to say that it's an avalanche of evil because I guess before I go further I guess you know we know now that the topic is porn and I want to say that yes some porn is problematic but like my viewpoint is that if the actors and the talent are all consensual they're all consenting they're all getting paid fairly they're treated well and they're you know being I guess respected then I think porn is fine and great and sex work is great and it's all valid and they're just treating it all as if it's evil but I want to say at the beginning that I very much do not think that it is evil
1: so yeah same here that that, both of us have the same stance on it the only time I think uh porn can be problematic is for how it depicts women and certain things like if it's very um abusive and violent or when it has, like, rape, um, that stuff that I just don't agree with and I'm not supportive. But anything else, you know, sex work is work. It's nothing to be deemed abnormal or different from any other type of work. And as long as Katie said, you know, the employees are respected and paid well and it's both parties are consenting to this, then it's fine. It's work. Both port- both parties are all parties. They exactly. could be ten parties. Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'll continue on. At our last conference, President Gordon B. Hinckley devoted an entire talk to this subject, warning in the plainest terms that this is a very serious problem, even among us. Most of the bishops we meet now report major concerns with this problem. My fellow holders of the Melchizedek Priesthood, and also our young men, I wish to speak to you today about pornography. I know that many of you are exposed to this, and that many of you are being stained by it.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. You know, what's being stained are these men's trousers and pants from jizzing themselves. (laughs) Because not they being able to have sex or masturbate, so yeah. that's what's being stained. That's what's being
0: stained, and I hate that term. It's like anytime they can throw in something about you being unclean because you're sexual, they will do it to make you feel oh, like yeah. you're dirty or you're not worthy. Yeah.
1: Always, 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 always. Yep. Yeah.
0: You're you're gonna love this next paragraph. <laughs> yes. In concentrating my talk on this subject, I feel like the prophet. The prophet Jacob, who told the men of his day that it grieved him to speak so boldly in front of their sensitive wives and children. But notwithstanding the difficulty of the task, he said he had to speak to the men about this subject because God had commanded him, and I do so for the same reason.
1: Oh, my God. So he's
0: literally, like, just saying, sorry, I have to talk to you about porn in front of all the women and children in this audience. Like, they just dismiss that maybe women watch porn. And also, it's just, like, they're too
1: sensitive for this subject. What the heck? A, you're too sensitive. Like, women are too sensitive and they can't handle stuff. And then it's also just adding, like, a whole bucket of salt to that already – Huge wound that they just inflicted, and saying that like women are just not sexual beings, but then they do say that they are. It's like so hypocritical. Hip- <laughs> not a word. It's so hypocritical because then they'll say that women aren't sexual beings in terms of like they're not the ones who are tempted by porn, but on the other side, it's like Eve is the one who's like the seductor <laughs> seductress, and like. She's the one who is, you know, like all women are just trying to seduce men and like we're just temptress and like all this shit. So it's like, make up your mind. Which one are we? Are we meek and submissive or are we just like fierce women who are like poison ivy? You know, (laughs) I'm like poison ivy. I know because you dressed like her for Halloween. You guys, she was smoking hot. Oh, that's so sweet. You remember. Yeah, I definitely (laughs) remember. (laughs) And I was like, rogue.
0: Love it. Yes. (laughs) They
1: look nothing like rogues, just as a side note. (laughs)
0: Badass, though, I will say. Okay. In the second chapter of the book that bears his name, Jacob condemns men for their whoredoms. He told them that they had broken the hearts of their tender wives and lost the confidence of their children because of their bad examples before them. What were these grossly wicked whoredoms? No doubt some men were already guilty of evil acts, but the main focus of Jacob's great sermon was not with evil acts completed, but with evil acts contemplated. (laughs) So can I say there, like, that is such, like... Thought policing. Like he's saying that like even if you think about having sex with someone or you think about a woman naked, that's a sin. You don't even have to go forward with having like premarital sex or whatever. You, ha- you just can't even think about it either.
1: Yeah, I remember that was like my anxiety would go off the handles with that as a Mormon because I would start thinking about the fact how I would never ever be perfect like Christ and never be able to not sin because of my thoughts and like how every two seconds I'm thinking about something that's considered a sin. You yeah. Know? And it's like, am I supposed to just repent all day? Like what the fuck? I don't know what to do. And like, I feel like I can't think about anything without yeah. it being a sin. It's Yeah. And it's just crazy to me. Like, yeah, you just, you're
0: constantly thinking that you're dirty literally because you're a human being thinking about sex. Oh, yeah. God. Um, Jacob was speaking as Jesus spoke when he said, Whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And this is so stupid because you're going to look at, there's beautiful and attractive and just intriguing people all around you. Like, that's how we're set up, is to be attracted to others. And by saying this, you're just making everyone feel like shit. Like someone and thinking that they're attractive and maybe wanting to have a sexual relationship with them, like, which is totally normal. Oh. Oh, God. More than 30 years ago, I urged BYU students to avoid the, quote, promotional literature of illicit sexual relations <laughs> in what they read and viewed. I gave this analogy, pornographic or erotic stories and pictures are worse than filthy or polluted food. The body has defenses to rid itself of unwholesome food with a few fatal exceptions. Bad food will only make you sick, but do no permanent harm. In contrast, a person who feasts upon filthy stories or pornographic or erotic pictures and literature Records them in this marvelous retrieval system we call a brain. The brain won't vomit back filth. Once recorded, it will always remain subject to recall, flashing its perverted images across your mind and drawing you away from the wholesome things in life.
1: I just, you know what, can I call out bullshit on that? Yeah, call it out. Call it. <laughs> it's total bullshit. I used to be terrified also that that like if I ever watched something like a rated R movie or any type of TV show that had like an s- explicit sex scene in it, that I would never, ever be able to erase that image in my head and I would always remember it until the day I was dying and blah, 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 blah. Y'all, I cannot remember one fucking porno I saw. Like, (laughs) I don't remember any of it. Like, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not just saying that to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, this is a point proven. Like, I really can't. I mean, to be honest, I don't watch porn often at all. Like, I can't tell you the last time I did. Um, I want to say it was like two years ago maybe two and a half but still that's the point being I, that was the the last time I saw something that's only within two years I've already like forgot yeah and the thing is that even if you could remember it like
0: who cares it's not like I don't know I just to me it's like even if you remember a sex scene or remember a porno it doesn't mean that your brain is somehow damaged and dirty like <laughs> exactly
1: who like, cares I, I would understand if, like, yeah, okay, I would say, fair enough to his point, if you're watching porn 24 hours a day, seven days a week, then, yeah, it's going to do some type of damage (laughs) on your brain. But that's if you watch anything. Anything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But just watching porn every now and then like you're not gonna be like oh yeah I'm gonna constantly think about that one image for the rest of my life like literally I don't have any recollection I have the only memory I have of watching porn two years ago or whenever it was is like the actual um hub like the the how it was laid out on the screen I remember being like wow (laughs) there's so many options and I can remember that in my head but as far as anything else no
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. Patrons of pornography also lose the
0: companionship of the spirit. Pornography produces fantasies that destroy spirituality. To be carnally minded is death, spiritual death. Well, that's a good thing.
1: We should start watching all the porn then. God, I guess.
0: Like, I'm cool with being carnally minded. Um, so right? fine. And so, spiritual death
1: spiritual death like the holy ghost our little companion what how did we imagine him we had a little character for him from the very beginning when we did I the episodes we can't remember did. who he was huh
0: Me neither. i know we did have like a little character for him and now i can't remember listeners remind
1: us <laughs> yeah i don't remember but either way i mean i wouldn't be heartbroken if he's gone and he's he's been gone for a while y'all he's so. been gone i'm happy Peace out, guys. He (laughs) ghosted me. (laughs) Dad joke, but I'm I love it.
0: Uh, (laughs) The scriptures repeatedly teach that the spirit of the Lord will not dwell in an unclean tabernacle. There's the unclean word Mm -hmm. again. When we worthily partake of the sacrament, we are promised that we will always have the spirit to be with us. To qualify for that promise, we covenant that we will always remember him. Those who seek out and use pornography for sexual stimulation obviously violate that covenant. They also violate a sacred covenant to refrain from unholy and impure practices. They cannot have the spirit of the Lord to be with them. All all such need to hear the Apostle Peter's plea, repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. Mm. Yikes. Yikes. Brethren, you have noticed that I am not discussing the effects of pornography on mental health or criminal behavior. I am (laughs) discussing its effects on spirituality, on our ability to have the companionship of the spirit of the Lord and our capacity to exercise the power of the priesthood. So, again, yeah, this is only affecting men. And also, what the hell? Criminal behavior. I'm sorry, but watching porn is not does not make you a criminal.
1: Yeah, but you remember that's part of the church's propaganda because they would say um, that Charles Manson and Ted Bundy, they both admitted that their um, killing sprees started from watching porn. (gasps) I never heard that. What? No, you haven't? No. Oh, I I was always told, uh, like I think at BYU, but I think even before that. Um, that like the reason I think is Hinkley. Maybe he gave a devotional on it, but he's saying that like Ted Bundy um, admitted in a tape that like he he blames pornography for being a serial killer.
0: Oh my God! You know, what, and I think now that you say that, I feel like I've I've seen that tape of Ted Bundy saying that, which is total bullshit. Like
1: it's just uh. Yeah. But it's 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 completely taken out of context as well. I remember because I, yeah. I watched the documentary the documentary on Netflix. It goes into more details about it, but the church just picks out that one line and is like, "See? This is what happens if you watch pornography. You right. will become a serial killer." <laughs> yeah, right, which is not the case
0: whatsoever. Oh, wow, that's yeah. crazy. Um at a recent at a recent stake conference, a woman handed me a letter. Her husband had served in important church callings for many years while addicted to pornography. She told of great difficulty in getting priesthood leaders to take this problem of pornography seriously. She says, I got all kinds of responses, like I was overreacting or it was my fault. The bishop we have now has been great. And after 15 years, my husband is trying to deal with his addiction. But now it is 15 years harder to quit for him. And the loss has been incalculable. Wow. I don't know. How do you feel about, I don't, from what I've researched, I don't think that actual pornography addiction is a thing. Like, I think that it can be an addictive, like, if someone has an addictive personality, they can get into those compulsive behaviors. But I don't think that it's, from what I have researched anyways, that it's the same as like, a drug addiction, because it's not actually that same like chemical. You know, of course, like maybe you could masturbate too much or watch too much porn, like we said, like if you're watching it twenty four seven, but like, I don't know. I just think that they really go above and beyond and try to make pornography seem like it's like heroin
1: when Yeah, it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. I think um the church presents it as this like if you watch it once it's it's equivalent to heroin and you're just never going to be able to stop, which is clearly not the case. Like clearly not. Like most,
0: ooh. I think most people, I would say like a big chunk of people have seen porn
1: and they're not addicted to it. So exactly. I mean, I don't have stats to back that up and you know, uh, we apologize because we know how it is to be told certain things without stats and sources. But um, I think it's a really, it's down to a case of what you mentioned, Katie, that it just depends on the personality. And if you have an addictive personality, it could be an issue, but it could not. You know, there, I know addicts in my life who just because they're addicted or were addicted to one thing or are addicted to one thing, like it doesn't mean that they are all of a sudden addicted to every single thing in life. Like it just, and I, but on the flip side, I did date someone right after I left the Mormon church who was addicted to, I wouldn't say porn. He was just addicted to masturbating. Like mm. he would prefer that over anything, any type oh. of sexual, like, um, and, but he also had a very addictive personality. He liked to gamble and to bet and to buy presents a lot, like spend money. Like it was money that he didn't have. It was just like a very addictive personality. So it wasn't shocking that that was something that correlated with him. um, but I don't think it was like, you can clearly say pornography is an addiction. Like it's not. I think it's just if you have an addictive personality and maybe some type of condition that's combined with it where you, you know, sometimes it could be with like society pressures as well. It's just easier to, I'm not a doctor, so let's not like try to get into it. But also, you know, maybe if it's just easier for you to wank than to pursue a dating opportunity because you have some type of anxieties or whatever, then maybe that leads to a perpetual cycle. I don't know. Again, I'm not a doctor, but I basically saying that porn is, I I just don't see how it can be addictive. Nah. Nah.
0: Okay. I'm continuing on. (laughs) Pornography impairs one's ability to enjoy a normal, emotional, romantic and spiritual relationship with a person of the opposite sex. Bullshit. That's bullshit. Can I have your source, please, Stalin? Also, it's the opposite sex, obviously. He doesn't even acknowledge that there are other kinds of relationships. Exactly. Um, It erodes the moral barriers that stand against inappropriate, abnormal, or illegal behavior. As conscious is desensitized, patrons of pornography are led to act out what they have witnessed, regardless of its effects on their life and the lives of others. I just think that's total bullshit. I don't think that's... I mean, yeah, I guess if someone... It's like with anything. It's like saying that someone who plays a violent video game will go out and shoot people. Like, I just don't think you can make that correlation.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I will say too, like obviously porn, which I think that we've already talked about is a problematic area and it's it's unfortunately quite a high percentage of porn that is... That does, you know, depict women being abused or raped or violently attacked in some way. I think, yeah, of course, that is an issue. And unfortunately, if, you know, children at a small, like a very young age start watching porn and they think that that's what women want and which some women do want that type of. And that's fine. That's completely fine. But the problem isn't with porn. It's with the fact that children aren't taught proper sex education. And if exactly. they're referring to porn as sex education and they're seeing these types of sexual acts and encounters and assuming that women want to have violent sex or to recreate a rape scene or whatever, then, you know, that's on the education in the States. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's, that's that's a good thing to point out is because I feel the same way. And that's kind of why I said that at the beginning the disclaimer that I don't like the really like the violent or the non-consensual forms of porn that are there that is harmful um what I'm talking about is like the porn industry as a whole and when they're treated correctly like and consensually and respected but yeah I think that is a problematic area but like just for him to say that watching any kind of porn will lead people to commit illegal acts is just not true so it's ridiculous Yeah. um Pornography is also addictive. It impairs decision-making capacities and it hooks its users, drawing them back obsessively for more and more. A man who had been addicted to pornography and to hard drugs wrote me this comparison. He said, (laughs) no, yeah, listen to this. He said, in my eyes, cocaine doesn't hold a candle to this. I have done both. Quitting even the hardest drugs was nothing compared to, and then in parentheses, it says trying to quit pornography. Like, it was edited in there. <laughs> oh, my God, Dallin, you're reaching. You are oh, so reaching. When, when was this article? This was 2005. Oh, my God. It's in the 2000s. Yeah. Um, um, here we go. Some seek to justify their indulgence by arguing that they are only viewing soft, not hard, porn. A wise bishop called this refusing to see evil as evil. He quoted men seeking to justify their viewing choices by comparisons such as, it's not as bad as this, or there's only one bad scene, but the test of what is evil is not its degree, but its effect. When persons entertain evil thoughts long enough for the spirit to withdraw, they lose their spiritual protection and they are subject to the power and direction of the evil one. When they use the Internet or other pornography for what this bishop described as arousal on demand, they are deeply soiled by sin.
1: I feel like you could replace the word porn in this article with Mormon, Mormon indoctrination and brainwashing. yeah Mm -hmm. Mm Mhm. because it's interesting that they say like I mean everything that they're saying if you just replace it with like you know Mormon brainwashing or whatever it still it still works
0: yeah oh totally it's and it's crazy to me too like how he points out that even if there's just one quote-unquote bad scene so that encompasses like rated r movies where there's a sex scene like that's just as bad as like hardcore porn
1: which can i also say actually i think i've i've talked about this in other episodes and previous ones but i find it so interesting that when i move to europe like the rating systems here are the exact opposite as in the states so if a radar movie in the states has is radar because it has um, a sex scene or a nudity or anything like that. Here it would be given like a six or an eight, which is like the equivalent of PG. Oh, oh, uh-huh. because yeah. for them. But then if it's like a violent scene, then that would be their version of like a sixteen or an eighteen, which is our version of rated R, yeah. which would be like a PG thirteen in the states. Because and that makes here,
0: sense.
1: yeah, yeah, because it's, sex is not viewed as a bad thing. It's not viewed as something that a child you know, not a child, but someone at the age of 12, 13 shouldn't see, and nudity as well, it's like, it's part of life, you, it's not something that should be shamed of, or you shouldn't see, or experience, or blah, 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 but violence, on the other hand, yeah, that is something that's not acceptable in any type of society, like, you shouldn't be violent,
0: right, and so
1: it's the opposite, yeah.
0: That's such a good point, that made me think of, there has never, to my recollection, and I could be wrong here, but, I don't recall um hearing any one general conference talk solely dedicated to avoiding viewing like violence like having the entire talk devoted to like if you see a movie and there's a violent scene that's deeply soiling your soul and you're you know going to be influenced by the devil if you see some kind of violent fighting scene in a movie but they do talk about it if you see any type of sex in a movie exactly yep that's crazy yeah Yep. okay my brethren who are caught in this addiction or troubled by this temptation there is a way first acknowledge the evil don't defend it or try to justify yourself for at least a quarter century our leaders have pleaded with men To avoid this evil, our current church magazines are full of warnings, information, and helps on this subject, with more than a score of articles published or to be published this year and last year alone. Second, seek the help of the Lord and his servants. Hear and heed President Hinckley's words. Plead with the Lord out of the depths of your soul that he will remove you from the addiction which enslaves you. And may you have the courage to seek the loving guidance of your bishop and, if necessary, the counsel of professionals. <laughs> oh, so, you
1: know what? what? Oh, sorry. sorry.
0: Run and tell your, your bishop that you saw some porn. Hurry, run and do it.
1: But you know what that makes me think of, too? If If they are, you know, because they're making these huge accusations that pornography is equivalent to a drug addiction if that's the case then wouldn't there be like rehab centers for porn addictions <laughs> that's what I'm saying yeah porn, porn addiction is not
0: it I mean it, addictive behavior and compulsive behavior with anything is a thing but actual addiction to just porn that's not a thing
1: like that's mind-blowing sorry I'm so slow on that but like I just made that connection of like no that's a, a, that's a really good that's a really good example though yeah there's not just
0: centers for like getting getting rid of your porn addiction it's just because
1: that's not how it works <laughs> but that's yeah. just the church in its brilliant marketing and propaganda that they make the members so terrified of pornography by saying it's the exact same as a cocaine addiction or any type of drug addiction (laughs) like that's mental you guys and and i can say that because i know as as a mormon i thought that that would happen i was like oh my god if i ever watch porn i'm gonna get addicted and also was a big fear of mine that i would marry some guy who was addicted to porn right i knew of so many mormon women who had these husbands who they would say were addicted to porn and i was like are they or are they it's just like, like did they, do they watch it like once a week maybe and
0: you caught them and now you think that they're addicted? Like, oh. Yeah. And, and you know
1: what, instead of just saying like, let's explore this sexual side, like you're interested in porn, like what exactly, like what's your, you know, what are you curious about? Maybe we can try it in the bedroom. Maybe we can't. Maybe it's just something that you have to do on your own because <laughs> you're not into, which is also fine. Like. Yeah. Exactly. It's not an issue of having, like, it's not going to negatively affect your sex life in a relationship. The only time it would be is if, like, your partner or significant other chooses to watch porn over having sex with you. Right. Well, and this type of... um like, this type of speech
0: that Dallin Oaks is giving, I think, makes the problem worse, because then it causes whoever is watching porn to hide it from their partner and to feel an intense shame about it, and so then it would, like, hurt their sexual relationship, because then they're feeling all of these bad, guilty, sexual things, right? Exactly,
1: Yeah. 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 And it's also, like, the church teaches you that, like, you know, if you're well, it has to be wife or husband, I was going to say, you know, now I would just say your partner or significant other um, touches themselves or like masturbates that it's like the ultimate betrayal to your relationship. But that's so far from the truth. Like a, a healthy sex life in a relationship doesn't mean you only ever have to have sex with your partner like it's it's okay if you masturbate and have a healthy sex life (laughs) like that's perfectly normal and balanced you know like it's not not an issue it's healthy Yeah, it's healthy but not according to Dallin Oaks if you do that
0: you're you can't possibly have a healthy or emotionally stable relationship because you're probably just gonna become a criminal (laughs) oh my god (laughs) okay Third, do all that you can to avoid pornography. If you ever find yourself in its presence, which can happen to anyone in the world in which we live, follow the example of Joseph of Egypt. When temptation caught him in her grip, he left temptation and got out. Temptation is a woman. Always. Always. (sighs) Don't accommodate any degree of temptation. Prevent sin and avoid having to deal with its inevitable destruction. Turn it off. Look away, avoid it at all costs, direct your thoughts in wholesome paths, remember your covenants, and be faithful in temple attendance. A wise bishop I quoted earlier reported that an endowed priesthood bearer's fall into pornography never occurs during periods of regular worship in the temple. It happens when he has become casual in his temple worship. So more <laughs> more brainwashing. If you feel like you are excited by a sex scene you saw in a movie, it's because you're not going to the temple enough. It's because you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. Turn it off. Don't think about it. Just listen to us and <laughs> keep listening to us. We keep
1: brainwashing you. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, I'm just speechless at this point. I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll continue on.
0: We must also act to protect those we love parents install alarm parents would install alarms to warn if their household is threatened by smoke or carbon monoxide we should also install protections against spiritual threats protections like filters on the internet connections and locating access so others can see what is being viewed and we should build the spiritual strength of our families by loving relationships family prayer and scripture study so he's like saying you should just monitor everyone else's activity don't give anyone any privacy because they might look at something sexual Mm.
1: Yeah, you remember, this is also during the same time where, I don't remember, I think it was Hinkley who said that, like, yeah, t- your computers and TVs need to be in open spaces.
0: Yes, I remember that. And so, like, if you had a TV or a computer in your room or whatever, you had to move it out to the common area if you were following what he said.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. My my mom put our computer, our desktop, um, uh, dial up in the dining room, so it was like right there, so everyone could see. And it was never even that I was like trying to fucking like Google porn at 13 because let's be real, I was so naive until like 24. But it was just like (laughs) annoying because I was all about Messenger and I was like, I don't want my mom reading my chat. Yeah. Yeah. So annoying. So true. But, like you hadn't. Like it had to be in that room. And if you were a good Mormon, you would make sure that like that's how it was. Like a test, right? Like, those who were like righteous Mormons, they would have yeah. their computers in an open space. Yeah, it was kind of a uh
0: almost a judgment if you went to someone's home and they didn't have like they had a computer in a separate room. It was kind of like oh like yeah in there. <laughs> Um, finally, do not patronize pornography. Do not use your purchasing power to support moral degradation. Which, can we just pause here? Okay, so moral degradation, ew. But also, this is very ironic, because Utah has the most porn subscriptions of any state. Exactly! They're not not listening to
1: this. (laughs) It's like so ridiculous. Utah has The highest amount of pornography um, subscriptions as well as, like, in the states. I I don't know if it's the highest state, but it's, like, one of the highest states in plastic surgery as well. Yeah, per capita. So it's, like, these two things where they're, like, don't change your body. Your body is a temple, blah, 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 blah. And then also don't watch porn, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, "Mm, maybe you should, like, read think this a bit like (laughs) people should just be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do because clearly they're going to do it anyways and And here's another thing too i think if like for
0: when you pay for a porn subscription that's actually like a more ethical way of viewing porn versus just viewing it for free because that actually give some money to these people who created it. You know what I mean? So that's also kind of funny where he says, don't use your purchasing power to support moral degradation. Like, okay, people are going to watch it no matter what you say, old man.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) All right. And the, here we go. This line is just makes me want to pull my hair out. And young women, Please understand that if you dress immodestly, you are magnifying this problem by becoming pornography to some of the men who see you.
1: Wait, what? Read that again?
0: Young women, please understand that if you dress immodestly, you are magnifying this problem by becoming pornography to some of the men who see you. So he's literally calling women, if you're dressing him honestly, he's literally saying that you are porn. You're not a human. You're oh. not a woman. You are porn to men that see you. And you are magnifying the problem. This is
1: your problem. And this is like what perpetuates rape culture. Like yes. this way of thinking right here is the, such a big problem.
0: I just, I hate that so Much, I can't describe how much I hate it.
1: And it's also super, like, it's just so ridiculous. Like, so when I first started dating Greg, he would bring this up too because I would talk about how, like, women in the church are perceived as being, like, you know, if you wear modest clothes, you're too tempting for men and blah, blah. And he was like, but. From my point of view and as a man who didn't grow up in a religion, that would offend me to say that I have no self-control yeah. or that I'm only interested in sex. I have nothing beyond that. And that if I see a boob or an ass or, you know, a vagina, I'm instantly hard or, like, I can't focus on anything else. Like, I have an intellectual ability. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm more than just that. Like, I'm not just yeah. that. Animal that can't control <laughs> my instincts and stuff like that. And it, like at first I was like, wait, what? And then over the time I'm like, yeah, it's true. You're so brainwashed in the Mormon Church as a woman to think that men have no control at all over their in like sexual instincts and desires. Like yeah. they are just these stupid beings who, if they see any type of body part in a woman that's sexual in any way they're going to fucking hump you. Like, it's just, they can't control it. And it is really, like, as a man, you should be very offended by that. Like, I would be. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Please
0: heed these warnings. Let us all improve our personal behavior and redouble our efforts to protect our loved ones and our environment from the onslaught of pornography that threatens our spirituality, our marriages, and our children. Okay, Dallin. Like, pornography does not threaten anyone's marriage. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) I just can't with him. (laughs) I testify that this is what we should do to enjoy the blessings of him who we worship. I testify of Jesus Christ, the light and life of the world, whose church this is. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Ugh. Not amen, celestial Jesus. That not amen. Was a shit show. But um, yeah, I just I saw that one and I had to read it to you. I was like, what the hell? Ugh. Guys, this is just gross. It's so gross. But to end this on kind of a funny note, I have a picture I'm going to send to you. Um, it, It came up on my Facebook, and I had to screenshot it because this goes so well with his quote about young women, you are pornography if you dress immodestly. So here's... Okay, wait, hold on. Sending. Here's the picture I saw. It's an ad for modest
1: swimsuits oh i'm getting it thought... <gasps> <laughs> oh. i'm going to
0: post God. this on our instagram story so you guys can see but sarah would you like to describe what you're seeing this is i think this is a mormon owned modest
1: it's swimsuit not real it's real you so guys it's like we as women went back to the 1920s mm-hmm. not even my grandma rocked a really hot bikini in the 19 yeah this is even before that and other like, too yeah you guys they're like legit wearing cl- like leggings that go past their knee yeah like a dress that's made out of swimsuit material on top and and they're all four women are white Three yep. are blonde,
0: and
1: yep. it I my I'm speechless. And it's,
0: three out of the four have sleeves on their shirts. One of the sleeves goes all the way down to her elbow, wow. and uh, yeah, that's that's how you prevent, I guess, from looking like pornography to men.
1: <laughs> wow. And the one who doesn't have sleeves is oh. the one with brown hair. Just so we point that out. <laughs> we will point, and her And her skirt's way shorter than everyone else. Yep.
0: So, yep. Jezebel. Yeah. Oh, so oh, that'll be up on the Instagram, listeners, if you want to go check it out. But thank you for spending this time with us and learning about the um, evils of pornography.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes, thanks for listening and let us know your thoughts. Let us know your what you you how you think of I can't speak anymore. This this episode has just wiped me out. It's because I'm addicted to porn and I can't think <laughs> about anything else. I just need to go have a wink right now and watch porn. You um, can't think about anything else. It's destroying your mind. Ah! But, yeah, give us your thoughts. Let us know if you have any uh, topic suggestions for us as well. Like, if anyone's really keen on a specific topic, let us know. Otherwise, we'll just keep doing our thing. Yeah, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.